sweet hello everyone and the warmest welcome to fashion break podcast for the episode six i am today joining with helen an energetic therapist and we're going to talk about helen's practice as an energetic therapist her journey to it and also how to reclaim your inner fire so hi helen thank you so much for joining the passion break podcast hey jessica thank you so much for having me <laughs> it's really a pleasure it's so amazing to have a chat with you uh how are you doing today Good. The weather here in Belgium is so great. So I'm really feeling the summer vibes and all the good energy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're also experiencing pretty nice weather. So that's always like lifting the mood up. And mm. I actually saw that the sun is rising here already like at 4 a.m. or something. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like the su Scandinavian summer, I think it's like really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's something that I really want to experience someday. <laughs> Yeah, I really wanted to straight away jump into what do you do? So could you tell more about your energetic therapist practice? What is it in general? Yes, yeah, so I have my practice here at my home that I recently started. So I really want to start um, inviting people over, clients over. And yeah, just... Um, so one of the offerings is energetic massages, but also like one-on-one -on -one, uh, Reiki sessions. Mm -hmm. So it's really all to do with healing. Um, I also offer cacao ceremonies. So I do that here in my practice, but I also uh, offer that online. So one-on-one -on -one cacao or Reiki. And uh, yeah, also organize circles that are um, connected to the moon cycle. So a full moon cacao ceremony and new moon circles so yeah wow i mean i'm so interested about cacao like i love cacao as a plant <laughs> yeah yeah it's really a, an amazing tool to really open up your heart and yeah it's a great support during your healing journey or the journey towards yourself mm -hmm. um yeah i really love it <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think that it's really good to say that there's actually a big difference between, so to say, normal cacao powder or cacao and the actual ceremonial cacao. So could you tell more about that? Yeah, it's also um, about the process, like how it's being made, because the cacao, like ceremonial cacao, also like a contains the cacao butter. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as you say, it's not the same as getting... Um, yeah, cacao powder from the store because that's just like, you know, a chocolate drink. Mm. But the ceremonial cacao is really something that's been used for many, many years. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really an amazing tool. It's hard to like explain if you haven't experienced it yourself. Um, but yeah, the cacao that I use or offer to people is from Wild Child Cacao. So that's a brand in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And they actually create the cacao and then, um, yeah, I get it from them and then I offer it to people as well. Right. Okay. So I was actually just about to ask, like, how do they get it? Because I guess that's the next question. Like, yeah. okay, you can't <laughs> buy it from a store. Where do you get it? Yeah. I don't like, I don't make the cacao myself. <laughs> so uh, I don't know like all the details about like how it's being processed because um, that's Malu, so the girl from Wild Child Cacao. She makes it all by herself in um, in Amsterdam, and uh, yeah, it's actually a business that's being run by Malu and Eva, 
and Eva is um, yeah, currently in Peru to also experience ceremonies and really learn more about the traditions of the cacao. And um, it's really an amazing tool. Yeah, actually, I think it was summer 2020 that I got really, really into like cacao mm -hmm. and the way to, to use it as a tool and especially like uh, as a meditative tool. So to make a cup of cacao before starting to meditate. And I watched this documentary about how it's processed in Guatemala and how the actual real, real cacao bean and the real, real cacao plant comes mm -hmm. from Guatemala and that area and how it was like really um, like used as a, as a, like a trading, um, how you say, like a, like a money, you know, like it was that valuable for people that it was actually used, the cacao beans for trading. And I think the whole history and to see they was filming also like the ceremony to see the ceremony. I just thought that this one ring, this one plant holds so much history, so much like magical stuff. So I was like so into it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. It's also being called food of the gods. So mm. it's really, yeah, special. So every time when I prepare a cup of cacao, um, so I set my intention, like what, why I want to drink that cup. And I also express gratitude to it towards the cacao and that I am able to drink this because it's, uh, yeah, it's divine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really love that putting an intention because I, I kind of feel like sometimes we can, so to say, um, eat or drink or emotions. Mm -hmm. and I feel like it is just your energy what you put into that drink or that food that you will like consume because I don't think it's a myth that people say like oh this food was made with love like mm -hmm. the love really tastes in the food <laughs> yes yes that's definitely true setting your intention and really pouring every ounce of love and gratitude into it is gonna yeah fill it up even more with that and I really want to say that when I got into the cacao, I could also see that there was a lot of like shadows about that plant because mm -hmm. it's so mass produced. Yeah. And I think it was also like a really great alternative for coffee, which is even more mass produced. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that it's time to kind of wake up for that fact that really what we have in our stores and what we have in our cups or plates like we are very aware now but like even more to understand what really goes behind um the things that we consume yes that's definitely true so could you a little bit tell us about their journey how you then became an energetic therapist and where did you get this inspiration to have the cacao circles and so on yeah, so it has been a journey. <laughs> um, so when I finished high school, I studied well-being and vitality management mm -hmm. um, in college. And I was actually very lucky because that was the first time that that education started. And mm -hmm. it was like at the right time in my life because, you know, you finish like high school and then it's like expected of you to like go to college. And I was yeah. like, I'm not sure if I want this. I don't know. You know, I wasn't ready for like, yeah, real life, you know, let's say real life. I mean by that, you know, going to work and 
you know? Um, And I always knew that I wanted to help people, but I never really knew um, what it would entail, like, exactly. So I was like, maybe I should study, like, psychology or something. Um, But yeah, then I found that um, education and it was like, yeah, that's amazing. And they had, like, relaxation and mindfulness and yoga and also, like, massages Um, But they also had like the the normal school topic stuff, you know? Yeah. And yeah, there it really, yeah, opened up new ways of thinking for me. And when I finished that education and I went uh, on a world trip for seven months, that changed even more because I was always interested and open in like spiritual things. And going on that world trip, like it um, doubled or tripled everything even more Mm -hmm. because that really reminded me of a feeling of like belonging and being in um, alignment with yourself and just like that feeling that I experienced during that world trip is something that I want to yeah bring to other people as well without having to travel the world for seven months you know because in the end it's the feeling that you carry within and um yeah so when I got back from the world trip I found I was looking for ways of expanding that and learning more about energetic ways and then I started an a two-year education called um aura chakra reading healing Mm. and it's really (laughs) like a spiritual class course uh, with like-minded souls and it's really amazing to learn more and also um, practice on that specific topic because every lesson we have like a meditation and an exercise that we do one-on-one so that's really amazing and yeah while doing those um, courses I also started doing the Reiki initiations Mm. And yeah, all of that together is all of the things, like all of the parts are coming together because it's been a journey for me because I never really knew how to get all of those things into one. But I feel like I'm finally getting there and also giving myself, um, yeah, the time and space to really find my way. And when I uh, got in got in touch or how to say it with the cacao it was just like a really great tool and I knew instantly like yeah this is something that I want to yeah that I want to talk to people about you know and share it yeah that's really cool I have already so many questions but (laughs) I'm gonna start with like um so the the first education you took about well-being and vitality management um was it offered by a college or what was it offered by yeah it was offered by um a college so here in belgium the school is called vives Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's a bachelor degree and yeah it, it was really amazing for me because and also because it was like the first year. So that had like its negative things as well, because it was only the first year, you know, so many yeah. things have changed so far. But it was really amazing because the t- teachers were also like very um, 
yeah how to say it motivated um, yeah. yeah yeah because now it has already changed a little bit because you know school interferes and mm. obviously you have like the school system <laughs> and mm. yeah so we were lucky to experience it before it changed so much you know mm. But would you still recommend it for people? Yeah, definitely. Now it just has more school stuff, you know, <laughs> like every other education. But it still has like, um, or like at least I think so. I haven't really looked into their curriculum lately. But yeah, I know some people that also study it. And yeah, they're still very happy with um, with it. So I think it's really an amazing education because it's different from all the standard ones mm. and it also allows you to you know like with the relaxation and with the mindful yoga it offers you tools that you otherwise maybe wouldn't yeah um, try or yeah get in contact with so Yeah. yeah, I think it's super interesting, these kind of like alternative um, schools and alternative educations. Mm -hmm. And I think that is very um, usual that when there's at all like that spirituality or feeling of like, okay, I want to I wanna know more about us as humans, how we work and so on. Like it's really easy to kind of think about, okay, well, psychology is the way. Mm -hmm. But actually I think that... It's just we are not given the opportunities or we're not given the choices. So that's why we're kind of like, okay, psychology it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and true. and I'm really looking forward for that time when if there is gonna be that time, that there's actually going to be implemented exactly meditation or how to go through feelings or all of these kind of stuff, what we are experiencing in the emotional world, which would be very needed to learn in schools and have education programs like yours to actually become an um, practitioner or therapist among those things without needing to study psychology for many, many years and really hardcore studies to actually become a therapist or psychologist. Um, so I think it would be super nice to have that availability that more people could actually, um, yeah, study it and become one because we really need, we need those people. We need those light shiners and light workers to, to be among us. Yeah. I was nodding the whole time yeah. <laughs> while you were talking. That's so true. And that's something that, yeah. I always struggled with going to school. I really didn't like it, like especially in high school, um, really didn't like it. <laughs> College was better because it was something that I was genuinely like interested in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something that I feel is sometimes lacking in like school systems because, you know, everyone is being put into boxes, you know, and you're being judged by the grades or yes. by how good you can remember something. But that doesn't show like the true things that you have inside of you because you know you could be an amazing person in like helping people or motivating people but then you you have bad grades in maths you know and then you have like a bad grade but that doesn't mean you know that doesn't say anything about you so yeah i agree with that fully because 
I was I was feeling a lot of pressure when I was in secondary school because I wanted to get into a really good high school mm-hmm. and I was like working my ass off to just get like we have the grading from like four to ten mm-hmm. and like ten is obviously the best and I was only like aiming for nines and tens and when when I got into that good high school I was like so relieved I was like wow I did it even though like I was like literally experiencing a burnout at 15 years old and when I got into the high school it was even harder because obviously it was a good high school so everybody was good so I needed to work even more and I remember that I really felt like I had no life like I went to the school at 8 a.m and then I come out of the school like 5 p.m and then I'm maybe going for a gym or something. Then I come home and I do homework and that's my day. And it just felt like this hamster wheel. It felt like I'm just studying and like putting all this information, you know, it's so fast paced and you get so much information, so much different sources. What is your motivation? What is your inspiration around those topics? There's a variety on that. And then like you, you're just judged. Okay, you got seven well you suck like it's just so brutal I feel it's just really brutal system yeah that's really true yeah totally agree with that and I I really think that that's kind of giving a label for many people like they are just thinking okay I'm bad at school I'm somehow like a bad person I'm not good enough at least in that high school we were just seen as okay you're either going to go to be a medical doctor or you're going to go to law school or you're gonna go to like politics and those or business those were the four choices and we weren't thought or even told in in the um, in the lessons of like hey you can actually study you know philosophy or you can actually study sports or you can actually study you know almost anything and I think that was also something that was for many um, a really hard to think about outside of the box. And when you can't think about outside of the box, how can you discover your skill and and your um, inner fire if you're just shown these four um, examples and said, you need to choose between these things? Yes, and something that I also feel like is that a lot of like, students and like even young people experience so so much stress that's being caused like by school um yeah sister is a speech therapist so she's in contact with like a lot of young kids that come to her for help um not just to talk but also like with everything that they see in class and it's sometimes crazy what they have to study and how much pressure and sometimes pressure from the parents as well not just from school so yeah that's really yeah it always hurts me to see like little children (laughs) or just like you know teenagers in general also that are yeah being pushed so much by school and because a lot of people experience like um yeah pressure on that and that's really that's really something that always made me very angry thinking about school (laughs) yeah yeah I agree with you that with that pressure thing, because I think we all are creative in certain level. And I feel as a very like a very creative person that it is like pressure is my enemy, because if I'm pressured, my creativity like runs away. Like I don't I have zero creativity. 
And as I am a very creative person, and if there's no creativity, I kind of feel like, who am I? What am I without it? And um, and in school, I felt exactly that pressure was something that was really taming me and really making me think in this box of just what matters and what mattered was to to be good and to achieve more and achieve better and bigger and as the the kind of um how you say like as everybody was very good then obviously like the the bar was very high and it, it was like insane how much I put pressure also for myself and I think that is just bringing a very unhealthy pattern because that is like suppressing your energy and really like not bringing out the one who you are and what you really want to pursue because you've kind of somebody has already written the story or the path for you which I think it's very unfair yeah and that's how you kind of lose touch with yourself right and that's why traveling has really helped me um, just because you're like in a completely different setting and suddenly you meet so many other people who have also a vision that aligns with yours. And yeah, yeah when you get out of school, it's, uh, and for some people, you know, you get out of school and then you get into a job, a nine to five job, and then you, you sometimes experience like the same things, you know, and that's why it's so important to stay close like to yourself and find your inner fire and really find what makes you happy and what you know the things that spark the light inside of your soul and that's um yeah also one of the things that i want to give to like not give to people but um um how would you say that yeah make them aware that they have everything inside of them already you know yeah yeah the all the answers lies within mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely and about the creativity thing like a cow can really really help with that because every time um like when i write poems or when i'm being creative it's always after a cup of cacao <laughs> it's yeah because it's heart opening you know and yeah it just supports you into yeah getting in touch with your with yourself and yeah. Yeah. So how would you, how would you say that for the listeners, like how, what are the tools for them to dive deeper into their inner fire and reclaim it? The tools that I offer. So, um, with the cacao or like the healing sessions, um, is something that has helped me. And I'm not saying that you have to travel the world <laughs> for seven months, but it did help me to get more aware of myself. So you have to do, or you have to do, there will be <laughs> a lot of inner work um, that will come to the surface when you go on this journey. That's just something inevitable, you know, when you want to grow, when you want to expand yourself, there are going to be some areas or some shadows of yourself that you don't really want to see or maybe you're not ready for it but that's something that's definitely gonna come up and something that also helped me a lot on my journey mm -hmm. is to surround yourself with people that you know um, feel or think the same way as you because 
for a long time when people ask me what do you do yeah. <laughs> and I was like oh I never really knew how to express myself because I still have like my, a part-time job that I do to also you know um, maintain myself and my family while or my family I just me and my boyfriend and our two bunnies <laughs> but you know um, yeah while I'm growing my business and um, I always said to people that I was doing that and that then I was uh, I was having my own business and now I switched that as well so I'm, I'm self-employed and I I do this and that and then I also have my part-time job and that makes already um, yeah a huge difference because when you're with people and you feel held back then mm. that's you know if you feel held back and you say to yourself oh I'm being held back then that's also what you're going to send out you know into the universe and then that's what's going to come back to you and then you're going to keep creating situations for yourself where you are actually being held back and being kept small and um Yeah, so those tools uh, surrounding yourself with people and also doing the inner work. I use a cacao for that because my rituals are really, really sacred to me. Mm. When I feel like I'm having an off day or when my energy isn't how I would want it or how it usually is, I would just make a cup of cacao, think of my intention and get my journal and write everything um, that's on my mind. And it always looks different you know but it's always very very needed <laughs> and I also use my um my cards so my oracle cards I use the inner compass deck or just angel cards or also the um, Lenormand I hope that's pronounced <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it in English um but yeah all of those tools are just things that I generally really love and that give me energy um such as dancing as well Uh, yeah it's really great to do those things and that you know that that's like your love language you know those are the things mm. that light up a fire inside of me so those are the things that I will keep doing when I feel like the fire is um, not burning as bright as I wanted to so yeah yeah that was I think our last sentence was really good to actually wrap up um how to reclaim your inner fire to actually just discover things that feels really good, like brings that excitement, brings that spark, like you said, the soul spark and keep doing those. And I think when you, when you start doing one, it kind of guides you to do another. And then it's just like this little path that you can find yourself in a really magical journey. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, it started with like the course and meditating more often and then I started using essential oils and that helped me so much as well and just like getting aware of yeah natural ways of living and then I you know the cacao came on my journey and yeah it's uh you know once you start and that's also something like once you start things will start to flow even more and there will be days where you're like oh my god <laughs> another thing and yeah. yeah but that's just also the way of life you know I also read a lot of books about um, inner work or just like personal growth and yeah that's also something that really helps me to get some books that are really inspiring yeah I I also um 
even self-help books kind of have like a bad reputation. I don't know why, because for me, reading books on my own time, my own pace, and just finding what I see valuable in that book is really valuable, like information. I think when someone, if we think about the process of someone has written a book, they've literally put their mind, heart and soul into the text. And I think that is already really big gift for you to kind of see someone else's perspective of the world or self-development or whatever they've experienced or what they want to teach. And and I would say that we all have our different tools, we all have our different path and there's not like one way that works for everyone. And I think that it's just about discovery. Like you can get inspired of like, hey, this sounds cool. Like I want to test cacao or hey, I want to start studying what you did. But to just understand that we're so individuals, we're so different that, you know, we we have to like do the discovery journey by ourselves. Nobody will bring it into a golden plate and say, hey, here's your purpose. Here's your inner fire. This is what you need to do. Like, no, that's that's what life is from my opinion to actually do the discovery journey yeah definitely I couldn't agree more <laughs> to what you just uh just said yeah mm, yeah and I, I think for me personally finding my inner fire it's been like it's been really long journey like I think <laughs> and I think it's ongoing like you said there comes a new thing and there comes a new thing and I I think all of those things has has their time and purpose like something that I was really into like five years ago might not serve me well right in this moment. I have a new interest. I have new thing that sparks up my inner fire. And I would say that more and more I go deeper into what I love to do It's more and more I can see clearer that they were always there. Like you said, it's like the answers are within. So like I could see totally that when I'm thinking about my child self or reflecting what was really important and valuable for me as a child, I can see that I'm more and more taking steps towards that direction. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful how you put that. Do you feel like what you are doing now is reflecting also your child self? I think so because I never really felt understood as a child sometimes yeah and people always um describe me as um uh, how do you say that in english um it's like a saying in dutch like a big mouth but like a small heart and that mm. means that you always like when someone would say something and i wouldn't agree i would like immediately say it and um I would really like stand up for myself, but then the small heart means that you're actually very, not, not scared, but that you're actually a very emotional person. And like, I would show my strong self and my big self, but then when I would go back home, I would be like shaking or, um, yeah, just very, very emotional. And, yeah. um, yeah, on my journey, that's something that I also realized that I always, um, wanted people to. Um, or showed myself to people as like a strong person but then mm -hmm. when they stepped on my boundaries or when they hurt me um, they could not know that I was really a very emotional person because that's not how I showed myself mm -hmm. to them you know and that's just really something that really comes in my 
Um, yeah, and what I do today that I always want to say to people, you can be yourself and you can, you, you know, you can show yourself the way you are. You don't have to hide yourself or, you know, you can bring down those walls because when you bring down those walls, you know, the fire is going to burn brighter, you know, it's going to get more air. So, and that's really something that's uh, super important uh, to me. So whenever people join a workshop or uh, even if it's online, that's something that I always want to give to people is, you, you know, you can be yourself and you can, if you have to cry, you cry, you know, there's no, um, yeah, no shame in showing your emotions and uh, letting that flow for yourself because that's really, yeah, an important thing. Yeah, I think that is really relieving for many to hear that, that you can come into the space as you are. Mm -hmm. And I can so resonate with what you said because I was very similar as a child or at least what I could catch up from your story is that mm -hmm. I said things very straight. Like I was brutally honest <laughs> and I really remember this, like it has really stuck into my mind that... I was um, at my friend's place or, you know, I was really small, like six years old, seven years old. So friends and friends, you know, and I went there in their place and I, my mom came and pick, pick me up. And then um, I remember my friend's mom saying to me, Hey, Jess, it was really nice to have you here. And I answered to them. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> and my mom, when we went into the car, she was so mad at me. She was like, that's unpolite. You can't say that, like, you're too, like, honest and, like, yeah. you know, she was, like, beating me up, you know, mm -hmm. by saying what I really thought. Like, I didn't have yeah. fun. That's what I thought, but I wasn't allowed to say it. Mm -hmm. So I remember it so clearly because I was, you know, in my small mind, I was thinking about what? I was just saying what I was feeling. And, like... That is a starting point, at least what I consider as a starting point for me to actually start telling what I don't feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. changing my feelings, being kind of this chameleon for mm -hmm. people to be, oh, I can't hurt his or hers feelings. I need to do this. I need to say this because this is polite. Yeah. And that's like also... Um... Yeah, like you've experienced it now, like with your friends, but also something, you know, in school that they do. Um, I remember when I was a kid, um, they would like the teachers would always like come to my mom and say that I am like a too strong of a leader or that I'm like dominant because I would really um, like when the teachers would um, do something that was unjustified, like in my opinion, yeah, like I would say it, you know, like there was one time when we... We're doing like sports and the teacher promised one kid to do a certain kind of exercise and when the time came she let another kid do it so i was like you promised him so you're not right you know because you promised that kid <laughs> and yeah. then you know when school was over the teacher going to my mom all angry because i was literally literally just saying how it was you know yeah and yeah it's like you say then you will um start to change yourself because you're not allowed to be yourself but that's not you know and then this this whole journey to rediscover yourself who you truly are about all the things that society has taught you 
to be like what yeah. is a good person you know or you can't say that you didn't like it because then you will hurt another person's feeling but then you hurt your own feeling as well you know there's like a difference okay. with you know like being honest and you know if you didn't like it then you didn't like it and you know we move on to another thing but yeah it's kind of like changing your your whole uh, personality just to fit in and that's also what I meant with finding like people that align with you finding your tribe um, because you will not be for everyone and that's okay too you know there are so many people on this planet <laughs> and everyone is just finding their way and there will be will be people that you will align with more and there will be people that don't align really with mm. your energy or your vibe and yeah then that's okay too yeah I like I feel that like we're now in the so juicy topic and I like feel that this is something that I really want to talk more about because um exactly what you said is like you're starting the things that you learn from your childhood and from school and those early years is like kind of teaching you to change yourself into this one fits all size sizing kind of a thing mm-hmm. um and yeah when when you start to like change yourself and then you start to live live in this new role that you're like really unsure of like how does this work and you kind of put yourself in this box and then suddenly there comes I think always some certain difficulties or you know pluggages or something that you need to go through and start to understand like hang on like this role that I'm keeping up this person that I am like pretending to be this is not who I am this is not that makes me really happy this is not what I'm meant to be and to do and and I think that then when you realize that how old you are then it's always hard it's always hard to kind of go back and be like well who the heck am I then Mm -hmm. like how am I supposed to communicate how am I supposed to think how am I supposed to feel because you've really grown up with a certain pattern and suddenly you're kind of not you're this like in open space not given any advice and you are like kind of like survive on your own through this storm uh and i i am feeling so blessed to live this time to actually be able to have these amazing tools to have these amazing people around us that are showing us that hey like it is hard to go to this self-discovery it's hard to break the rules it's hard to be kind of the rebel one but it's freaking worth it and like once you go there and you find yourself you find your path you find more about what you really want what really like makes you be like so purposeful and feel belongment is going to be like so awesome and and I totally like sign up for that and even though now being like going through therapy for like almost two years is hard like I'm not gonna say like oh go to therapy you're gonna feel instantly better because you're gonna go through shit (laughs) but like I still feel that it's it's you know it's kind of the marathon it is hard but once you are in the goal or, you know, you, you've gone through that whole journey, it feels amazing. Yes, I feel the fire in you. <laughs> but yeah, I really agree again with everything you say. And it's, you know, when you try to be someone that you're not, it's just, you know, you're, you're just going to feel it, that it doesn't feel right. And 
it's also about like paying attention to your body at times like that because like for me when I was in school or something that I created by being in school and by trying to be someone that I'm not or not feeling like I fit yeah. has caused me like a lot of like social anxiety like I would really exactly yeah mm-hmm. avoid big spaces um like even like then in college like when there was like you know a big class I would always want to sit like at the sides you know at the back like never in the middle like don't put me in the middle of a big crowded room because then I would I would have like freaked out you know and that's something that I've also learned from going on the world trip because before that I was like oh no but there are going to be like a lot of people and like what if I need time you know, to like go back to my own energy, Um, you know, all kind of fears (laughs) came up and my ego was all over the place. But when I was traveling and so it was like also with a bus company, um, like in New Zealand, that, that part of the trip, I felt my best self. I felt more myself than I've ever felt. And, you know, I've always made myself believe that I couldn't be in like those big groups or that, you know, I couldn't stand to be with too many people because that's how my brain kind of created it for me by being and feeling so uncomfortable in school and, you know, trying to be someone that I'm not and trying to fit in and all kind of stuff like that. And yeah, it really like on the, on the road trip really made me realize that I am a completely different person than I made myself believe all those years and it's really like coming back to yourself and really coming back to um yeah who you really are and listening to the body because our body is so smart (laughs) when i feel like an energetic blockage like in my body it's always because i'm suppressing some kind of feelings or some kind of emotions yeah it's like also i don't know if you've ever done like acupuncture but that's something that also really helps me to get like the energy flowing and Mm. That reminds me of how smart our body is and yeah, that we just really have to, yeah, take care of it, you know? Yeah. Um, there's again so many things that I could like respond to this, so I don't know really where to start, but <laughs> <laughs> I I want to wrap around that childhood by saying exactly like how you explained to be like the person who is like noting out that that's not equal or that's not fair and kind of like you were described kind of being a leader and stuff being the one who is on the corners and having social anxiety which is like almost the the opposite right exactly and I just like it really breaks my heart because I can first of all resonate with that but second of all to just think about how many awesome children and people have changed themselves because there's this one fits only type of a boxing thing and then we're just kind of lost souls running around here trying to figure out how we need to be and not how we really are and that is one of the biggest reasons also why I love to bring different people into this podcast because I just think that these stories and like also your story is like so valuable to share and to say like hey you're not alone you know like we we all want that satisfying life we all want that life with ease and to just drop our walls and just 
just bring ourselves as we are whatever we like whatever we do whatever we desire like who we are how we want to present ourselves to just kind of come out and say hey this is who I am and I love myself like this and I really hope that you can also accept me like this yes definitely and yeah like you say it's a journey and there are gonna be ups and downs but that's the natural way of life and yeah it's really about becoming yourself again or more of like unbecoming all the things that you were taught to be and just knowing that you are worthy of being yourself and letting your light shine as well because that's also something that some people um, are afraid of doing because they've been taught to keep small and play small so they don't shine their light but yeah the world needs your light so if you're listening and you feel that you have a light that you want to shine but you've been held back know that it's uh, that you are definitely worthy of shining that light and that the world needs your light so yeah i love that sentence that world needs your light because you know like i feel like why would you've been born with certain skill set and qualities if that would be for nothing mm-hmm. like you have your passion your interest your likes for something and you're meant to shine them you're meant to bring them out because someone somewhere needs it and whether it is one person or one million people it will it will make a difference definitely that's also one of my main um like core values like when i uh, host circles like online like even if it's just one person that joined my circle i'm happy because i know that that's you know that that person is gonna need it because they joined it for a reason you know or even when i post something and it only gets like one comment or one person messages me saying oh wow that really resonated and really helped me then that means the world to me even if it's just one person that one person you know will it will probably have awakened something in them and then they will awaken something in someone else and then you know that's how the light spreads and that's really something that we're experiencing collectively right now with all the yeah all the energetic shifts that are going on and yeah age of aquarius <laughs> mm. so yeah really shifting to more of a 5d you know like really love and being yourself and shifting and expanding yeah like living through the heart space and yes. i really wanted to say about the traveling like I know that for many it can be, for example, like a world tour, like seven months can for someone be like, well, where the where do I get the money or where do I get the opportunity or time? But I would say that even going with yourself into a different city with like no friends, no no partner, nothing that kind of defines you in any way, just having a solo trip to somewhere for like a week or even a weekend can really free you. I think for me, it was just living solo in a different country with literally a people like I, I did when I moved to Portugal, I didn't know anyone, like anyone in mm-hmm. that country. And it was so liberating because I was thinking about I can walk the streets like I want to walk the streets. I can go to shop, say what I want. If I go to a party, I don't need to. Nobody knows me. Oh, that's Jess who does X, Y, and Z. And 
who does this and says this and acts like this or has done this in her past. Like nobody knew. I could just present myself as I really felt that way and or as I felt in that time. And I think that was so liberating. Nobody knew you. You could just be who you truly are. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't have to be a world trip, like you say, like just go out. Yeah, there are so many beautiful places probably where you live. Um, yeah, just like going to a forest or, you know, just in nature, or at least that's something that really helps me looking for places with like beautiful nature and yeah, taking time yeah. to ground as well. Because especially if you're like, um, working with or like doing spiritual work or are interested in that um, it's also important to like ground yourself and you know so you don't lose um, touch with yourself because like for me in the beginning sometimes you could be or I could be like too floaty you know mm. um, and it's really important to um, yeah stay grounded and centered yeah I think uh, as a general like as a sensitive person like it's really important to have these practices and places where you really feel like nothing kind of disturbs you I feel like I could continue with this topic for like yeah. hours and hours <laughs> but I have four questions for you which I ask from all the guests yes and the first question is that what is your favorite dessert <laughs> okay so my favorite dessert is um like a chocolate moelleux i think in english it's like a lava cake it's like um a cake of chocolate but the inside is like warm and um yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> i love that it's my favorite too oh really oh yeah, yeah. it's amazing mm, with like a bit of uh, red fruits or some uh, whipped cream oh god i love it <laughs> yeah I have the second question, which is, what lights up your inner fire? <laughs> <laughs> so when I, um, yeah, I just get to help people or inspire people, that really lights up a fire inside of me. So when people message me, oh, you inspired me to do this, or you inspired me to like, you know, like use cacao or uh, yeah, just anything in general, or when they really send me like after a session or anything that they really enjoyed it and that they have gained some new insights, you know, that really lights a fire inside of my soul because it reminds me that, yes, you know, this is what I'm doing it for. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, yeah, we've talked about the inner fire and mm -hmm. like you talked a lot about the practices which you do, but I think exactly just that because you had that seed planted in you to be a certain leader and I think just just by like I love the saying of like leading by example so you're not like leading people to do something or like teaching them to like do something it's more of a like they come into your practice and you're like working one-on-one -on -one with them or in a group and just leading by example and I think that is most effective because mm -hmm. you can really like inspire people and that's uh yeah that's just really amazing especially if you know that it comes from like a very like authentic and heart-centered space um yeah so do you feel a lot of belongment around your work yeah definitely 
Yeah, like every time when I close a circle or after a workshop or a one-on-one, -on -one, it's like, oh, I should do this even more often, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah, for me, it's all about also bringing people together in a way. And mm -hmm. that sounds, um, you know, completely different as, you know, when I was like in school, when I would just like, avoid you know a lot of people right um but yeah that's really feels just so good and because you know and you can see and you can feel when you bring people together and everyone talks about like their own thing that's going on in their life that people are there sometimes just to listen and sometimes listening is super helpful and then you can like share your experiences if you've experienced something similar and then you really realize like I am not alone. You know, there are other people that have maybe been through something similar and people that can help me and people that can, you know, support me. And because in the end, I think that's the most important thing that we are here to, you know, support each other and inspire each other and that there's no competition here, that it's all about, you know, connection and uh, yeah. Yeah, your personal journey, I think. Mm -hmm. It's very, very wisely said that there's no competition because I think that's very present mm -hmm. in, in the current state we're living at that it's kind of like, oh, she has better, he has better, she has that, he mm -hmm. has that type of a thing. And I think that is also very taming for us to kind of think about we need to reach that we need to do that because she also did or something to just understand that we all come from different backgrounds and we're all having a different kind of paths and different kind of skill set yeah definitely and then i have a third question for you so where do you feel the most home at it's not really a specific place for me yeah because um yeah when i was traveling and i was at the other side of the world there I felt so at home, like even though it was, you know, the other side for me. But then I also realized that it's not about where I am, it's just about how I feel. So when I feel really connected to my higher self and connected, um, yeah, just like really to myself and that's where I feel most at home, you know? And then it doesn't matter where I am, um, because I will always be home because my soul is, yeah, in my body and, you know, my body is my home. So that's really important for me to feel at home within myself because then it doesn't matter where you are, you know, mm -hmm. you're always at home. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really nice because also with the traveling, um, I feel like just going into a different environment that you are at or where you're born to or where you studied or where your family lives, just like detaching yourself and putting yourself or planting yourself in a different environment can really bring you a very different point of view and very different feeling um, because there's nothing that really now titles you down or gives you yeah, it gives you, gives you any title or brings you to any box. So I can really resonate with that, that 
paradise is a feeling not a place definitely it's like you know um you can be a buddha when you're sitting next to a waterfall and you know in a beautiful nature but you know try being a buddha in the middle of new york city you know yeah <laughs> it's um yeah it's a place within that's something that i'm really because i can feel at home sitting in nature but then i can also feel at home when i'm some place where it's like more busy you know and yeah. that's um yeah something that's really important to me and why my little rituals and my tools are so sacred to me because uh yeah they help me to stay centered yeah that's very well said and and i want to say that that as well when you talked about that when you finish a circle or a practice and you feel like, wow, I could do this even more. I think that is exactly the sign that you are doing something right because you are working, you're putting your energy out there, but you're gaining so much energy from that that it's not like you feel exhausted and tired and kind of like, Oof, I need a break now, you know? Like that's, at least for me, a sign that now you are doing something that you're very aligned with. Definitely. It's... um even though it's like energy work, it's not that you give your energy to people, but you awaken their energy inside themselves so they can, you know, start using their own energy or their inner fire. And that's something really important, especially with the job that you do, that it's something that fuels you and not drains your energy. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I know that it can be difficult to uh, find that. And it's also a journey but I'm sure that it's definitely out there. Yeah, yeah. And at least for me, it was very a guiding light because for a long time, I was kind of just thinking that, well, this is what my mom said that I'm good at. And mm -hmm. this is what people say like, hey, I love this when you do this and something like that. And then I could just see that myself, I was so drained and I didn't have that overflowing creativity and inspiration to it. And then when I just started to actually discover stuff that didn't make sense or there was no logic, but I just felt drawn to them and suddenly I could find myself, for example, like this podcast, I could just mm -hmm. record and record and record and I just feel so energetic afterwards and so happy and so fulfilled. And, and then it's just like shows me like, hey, like, I love this. And this is something that like... I'm probably meant to do because it comes easy to me and I feel so tuned in with it and I can get like really nice positive feedback out of it and sometimes it's not even about that sometimes people outside can't really see your skill and talent and inner fire to the thing and I think that's also very important to know that if it feels good to you and you are really 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 tune in with it and you get so much energy it probably is right even people outside of you saying oh that doesn't make sense or mm, i don't know is your you know art piece looking nice or whatnot like you there will be right people coming to you when you just like keep going with your inner fire and believe in yourself and believing the thing you do definitely and if you shine that out you know to other people then that's gonna inspire other people to also do the same you know if they yeah. see like oh wow she's like being herself and it makes her feel so happy and maybe i should try being myself too <laughs> you know and that's how everything starts um shining <laughs> yeah and folding into a place definitely so the last question is that what is your wildest dream you haven't yet reached 
my wildest dream is to own a van with my boyfriend and to just like live wherever we want in the van you, can, you know we can park it anywhere and um yeah while also having like my online business and like with the oils but also with uh, my the energy work that I do and yeah but to also have a place um where I can like have my practice you know so yeah. it's really about freedom for me freedom to just go wherever I want so that's really what I'm working towards yeah that's super nice I mean van life is not something for me but I love the idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I and I I yeah I think like especially in Portugal there's a lot of vans and you can like have really cool vans and obviously which places you can go to and sleep at it's amazing yeah definitely like but the main goal is to to just do what you love and completely being yourself in it so have you already checked up some vans what is your plan with this <laughs> we actually did um but I've decided to um, not to look for it, like, because I was looking for it and I was like, oh God, no, not this one, you know, or then it didn't work out and then I would feel sad. So I was like, I know it's happening and I know it will come to me and I trust the divine timing and suddenly the perfect van will appear and it will be the perfect timing because now it's not the perfect timing, um, mm. but it will come and I really trust that. So I've sent it out and I know it's coming. And yeah, I really trust that. I think it's very wise to exactly say that I trust it will come, but I'm not in a rush with it. And someone else knows a better timing than my rushful mind. That's <laughs> like everything right now, right here. <laughs> Definitely. And that's what I had with the world trip. I have the same feeling. Like I always said to myself, like when I'm done with school, finally, <laughs> I will travel. I don't know where, I don't know how, I don't know how long or with whom I'm going to do it, but I just know deep inside that I will do it, you know, and mm. the universe provides and it unfolds. Like I know it, it, that the right opportunity is going to pre present itself to me. And um, yeah, it's not always as easy to trust and to surrender, but it's really something that I've learned because I always wanted to control everything. And yeah. yeah, the past years I've really learned to let go of that control because mm -hmm. it's not in my hands. Some things are in my hands, you know, you still have to take action on everything that you exactly. want to manifest, but some things are, you know, the details and everything. Um, yeah, is in yeah. divine hands. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's different people who manifest this differently um, and what is like right manifestation form for them. But I think always like writing down, like I love, I think someone said to me, like when you write it down, it already exists. So it's like here and now when you write the dream down and then to just like write the details down and say like, I, I would like to have this and I would like to go here and I would like to do that. But I'm not exactly sure what is the exact right way to do it and right time to do it, but I trust it will come, um, like you said. And I think that is really beautiful when the opportunity then comes up and you're all like, wow, here we are. <laughs> I manifested this like two years ago, but here we are. <laughs> that That's super true. Yeah. 
And it's also about like feeling it, you know, you really have to feel like you already have it because then that's the energy that you're going to send out. And then that moment, that time, that whatever it is, is going to come back to you. And then, yeah. Yeah, I think also minds are kind of occupied of thinking that, well, now it's the right time. I need it now. I need mm. this <laughs> job or a boyfriend or vacation or a car or whatever you want to manifest like right now. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen in my experience in life, I've seen like, I might have the feeling now, but actually I like it, it will make perfect sense in after a year or two or how much time it needs to come into your life and then you're like well if I would have had it then Mm -hmm. it would have been working out you know (laughs) yeah divine timing and a very good book on that is um, breaking the habit of being yourself by Joe Dispenza I don't know if you Mm -hmm. know it or if you've read it and it's really about like how powerful your brain is and how you can like really attract um yeah the situations that you really want you know it's a very very good book I really recommend it it's like about uh, quantum physics so in the beginning it was a little bit um hard to read but it's really good Hmm. thank you for the recommendation I haven't read it but we will link it down below so people can go and check it out (laughs) definitely (laughs) and I have to do this personal question because I think I have think about it the whole podcast but which countries did you travel to when you did your world tour um so we started um in New York as like a little layover but then we flew to uh, San Francisco Mm. then we rented a car so we did like uh, the west coast all the way to LA and then from there we flew to Hawaii and Fiji And then to New Zealand (laughs) and from New Zealand, we went to Singapore and yeah, then um, traveled a bit in Thailand, but we mostly in Thailand, we mostly went to the island uh, Koh Tao. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. I've been there. Oh, it's so amazing, right? I loved it so much. We actually went back again, (laughs) like when we were, um, so we left the island to like go to Malaysia and um we also went to Fukuok and we were like, oh my God, what are we, what are we going to do? And then we were like, you know, should we just go back to Kotao? And then we just uh. went back for like the last two weeks of our uh, world trip. And it was really amazing. Yeah. So who you were traveling with? Um, I was traveling with Astrid and uh, she's actually a friend or it's more of a friend. It's like really a soul sister um, mm. that studied well-being as well. But at the time we weren't really friends. She had like her group of friends and I like had my group of friends and it was just like, Hey, how are you? You know, nothing yeah. more. And then on our third year, she had to do like her uh, bachelor um, thesis and she needed like some people to coach, you know, for her internship as well. And I was like, okay, you know, you can do it. I will, I volunteer as tribute, you know? <laughs> mm. um, and then we just like started talking and then she was like, um, yeah also mentioning how she wanted to travel but didn't really have anyone to do it with and I was like yeah I have the same problem you know or like you know problem Mm -hmm. and then yeah we just um said you know we were gonna book an appointment at like an um, agency that's like specialized in world trips and like just trips for students in general and yeah we just went there like that was literally the first time that we ever you know um 
saw each other out of school. So that's really crazy to think about. We took the train, we went to get into that um, agency and we said all the places that we would want to visit. And she was like, wow, the flight is really, really cheap. You have five days to decide. And it didn't even take us five days to decide. We were like, we'll do it. <laughs> so that's what I mean with like divine timing because everyone was like, oh, would you do that with like someone that you don't really know? And, you know, people were like, like, concerned you know but like it was coming from a good place but deep down I always knew I know that this is what I have to do and I know that it's a good you know decision and yeah it's been two years now since we're back and she's one of my best friends and yeah we actually do um, workshops together so now we're gonna do a summer solstice gathering mm. um yeah it's really amazing so that's uh yeah that's really cool and I think a lot of like I have had that happen to me as well that um there's been like kind of people on a background so to say that you don't really have you have like a really neutral opinion mm -hmm. and then suddenly like something just brings us or brings you together and you just become like really good friends and such an awesome trip so what was the best or what what was your favorite place you visited on that trip if you have one hmm. It's so difficult to choose one because there were so, so many. But then I think I would have to go for New Zealand just because there I really made a switch within myself. And um, I think in New Zealand, I really, yeah, really found myself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's and why I, was... I would go for New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, and... I've never been in New Zealand, but I really, really want to go to Fiji. So mm. how was Fiji? Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was really like, you know, you are at those like little islands and, you know, the people that live there are just like so friendly and so amazing. Mm. And it's, you know, it's really like a simple life that I would, you know, it's... You are like at your island and you go fishing and you take care of like everything yourself. You don't, you're not, you know, um, yeah, it's just like so quiet and easy. It was really like arriving there and every like for breakfast, noon and the evening, mm. they would like hit the drums. So that would be like, oh, you know, it's time to eat. Oh. And yeah, it was so amazing. And it was just like sitting there on that island and you know, the time when we went there at one um, island, it was just Astrid and me and then two other people. So we were basically like alone on an island, wow. <laughs> of course, with the people who live there. And yeah, it's really relaxing and amazing. Yeah. Nice. So now we can all dream about Fiji and yes. do some researches <laughs> and go to see the photos <laughs> yeah. and think about when we can go honeymoon with ourselves there. Yes. Um, yeah, but thank you, Helen. It's been an amazing conversation with you. Um, love to bring you over here. And how are you feeling? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm feeling really like energized and so grateful to be able to talk here and uh, yeah, I'm very grateful. Oh, that's so nice. And thank you for all of your listeners of listening this episode six of Fashion Break Podcast. We will link all the necessary links below and we're wishing you the great rest of the day. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>
is number one, this I remember. Out of what I want, when I want, and how I want it. Leave you with the one in 